welcome to At The Horn, the podcast devoted to the University of Pikeville women's basketball program. I'm your host, Willard Nip, and on this episode, U-Pike head coach Cliff Williams and I look back at the past week, which saw the Bears close out one of the most successful regular seasons in the history of the program by defeating Wilberforce on the road before coming home and celebrating Senior Day by upsetting number one ranked and defending national champion Thomas Moore to close out a 21-7 regular season. Coach and I reflect on what the team has accomplished in the regular season and set our sights on this week's upcoming Mid-South Conference Tournament. We talk ever so briefly about the upcoming NAIA National Tournament and as always, we update the Buckets for Backpacks Challenge all on this episode of At The Horn. Before we get to our first segment with Coach Williams, we can update the opening night of the Mid-South Conference Tournament, which saw three of the four home teams post victories to advance to the quarterfinals in Bowling Green on Thursday and Friday. Included in that group of the Georgetown Tigers, who advanced to face U-Pike by defeating UT Southern by a score of 66-40. The only home team to lose an opening round matchup was Bethel, who lost to Cumberland University 55-50 only five days after defeating Cumberland by 19 points on the same floor. So the conference quarterfinals now shape up this way. On Thursday, number one seed Campbellsville take on Cumberland University followed by the University of the Cumberland's Patriots squaring off against Freed Hardeman in the nightcap. Friday's opening matchup finds Thomas Moore meeting Shawnee State, followed, as we previously have mentioned, by the U-Pike-Georgetown contest. After the men take the stage on Saturday, the women's semifinals are held on Sunday afternoon, and the finals will be played on Monday evening. Stay with us as Coach Williams joins us next. You are listening to At The Horn. Welcome back to At The Horn, joined now by Cliff Williams, head coach, University of Pikeville Women's Basketball Program. A very successful week for the Bears, which saw them defeat Wilberforce by a count of 77-55, and then upset number one and defending national champion Thomas Moore Saints by a score of 71-68 on a very special senior day. So first of all, coach, congratulations on what has been a fantastic regular season and capping it off with a successful final week of the regular season. No question. I mean, we go 2-0 and in the final week, and, you know, there's no better way to set ourselves up for, for the for the new season, which is upon us, uh, you know, as, as we begin postseason play and look ahead to the to Mid-South Conference Tournament. And we'll talk about the two games as a whole here in just a moment, but one thing that is very pressing is the medical status of junior All-American Morgan Stamper. Morgan played nine minutes against Wilberforce, and those of us who were watching the game, thought uh, we could see the game on, on Saturday, saw her on crutches in street clothes. What's Morgan's status going forward? Morgan, we're going to have to shut down uh, for the rest of this year. Um, she re-aggravated uh, the same injury uh, that uh, um, held her out a little bit earlier this year, and, and so... Um, the wise move is to shut down, um, give it the attention that that's needed um, so she could be ready for her senior year. All right. And you hate to hear that. A, a successful season. All-American candidate set the school record for single season rebounding mark last year. And, and you hate to see that happen. But 
but uh, you're you're right in noting she does have another year of eligibility remaining, and that that's an encouraging thing. So let's take a look at the games that were 77-55 over Wilberforce on the road, and then of course seventy-one sixty-eight over number one Thomas Moore at home. Give me your reaction to the to the two games. Even though we started out a little bit slow at Wilberforce, I think when you look at it as a whole, we got back to playing the type of basketball that we had uh, being successful most of the year, getting us 21 wins. Um, both games, we had four players in double figures. Um, we had another 20 assists at Wilberforce, not as many against Thomas Moore, um, a much more formidable defensive show, but but nonetheless, um, you know, we shoot, goodness, 60-plus, 66%, 65% in the second half at Wilberforce. Uh, and, and then Thomas Moore in the fourth quarter, we go, well, I believe, 8-11. Um, we Just outstanding execution down the stretch when it mattered. Um, so that's what my big takeaway offensively. And then defensively, you know, you're talking about, you know, one of the you're talking about the defending national champion, one of the top offenses in our league, and and we're able to hold it under seventy. Uh, we're doing our job on both sides of the ball. So, this is what I want to see, you know, as a whole going forward as we prepare for for next for this week later this week. All right, let's talk about the Wilberforce game first. You mentioned that you get off to a slow start. Uh, the Bears trailed 30 to 23 with 2:48 to go in the second quarter. Closed the deficit to 30-27 at halftime by scoring the last four points of the quarter. But then you come out and and you really just put the thump on them, 50 to 25 in the second half. Notice something in the box score that jumped out at my attention. Wilbur Force shot 50 percent in the first half, 33 percent in the second half. First time I've ever seen in a women's game where a team's shooting percentage drop each quarter. They 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 got off to a good start in, in shooting from the field in the first quarter, but literally their shooting percentage dropped each quarter. Uh, that's an interesting phenomenon. What do you attribute that to? Well, I mean, first of all, we had to adjust to, to Morgan going down. I mean, that's a mental and emotional um, impact on our, on our kids. I mean, we're having to do it on the fly because the game's not slowing down. Uh, it was their senior day, so we they came out of the gate uh, ready to go, really engaged, super physical, and um, they had us on our heels early on in this game. And as we settled in um, and, and we understood just how physical it was going to be, physical it was going to be, and, and how we were going to have to play against these guys, uh, it's a lot of on-ball pressure, a lot of off-ball pressure as well on our wings. And the only way to beat pressure is to attack it. And we were a little bit hesitant early on offensively. So our numbers went up as we got more aggressive on both sides of the ball. And then, you know, consequently, their their field goal percentage numbers go down. 640 to play the third quarter. Wilberforce still has a 36-32 to 32 lead. But then you go on a 25-5 to five run to end the third quarter. And hello, Hannah Roberts gets 13 of the 25 points for you in that time. Coming off the bench uh, for just a, a phenomenal performance for her, 20 points in 15 minutes. Uh, that, that has to be on 11 shots. So that has to be really encouraging to see that performance from her. 
really happy for her. You know, minutes have kind of been spotty this year. A lot of it is, you know, it's, it's, it's matchups for us, right? Like, you know, you look at the Thomas Moore game and they're playing essentially five guards. Uh, you know, this game, good matchup for her as well. Obviously, with Morgan going down, we needed somebody to be able to step up. And she was ready to go. Um, you know, it's a uh, player. She's just a sophomore, you know. Uh, and so her game is going to continue to grow. Um, but she's talented, obviously can shoot the basketball, goes three out of four from deep for us um, in this game. And uh, just tough, tough basketball. 20 assists, 12 turnovers, but eight of those 12 turnovers were in the fourth quarter when the issue had, had already been decided. Had to feel good about how you took care of the basketball in this game. We did. It's, you know, we know what the pressure is going to be. Like I said, we've got to be able to handle the basketball against that. Um, so really, really good job there. You know, other, you know, we hit three out of four offensive game goals. You know, we go 40% from the three. Um, hit eight. So the one we didn't get was our overall field goal percentage. And as you mentioned in your text message after the game, you know, another another game in the 55 club, 55 and nine. So yep, club 55, and we're winning, and and so undefeated still. There you go. 41-29 rebounding advantage. This is something you had discussed last week uh, that you wanted to see improvement, particularly in light of Morgan's situation. That has to speak well. It's, it's huge. You know, when, you know, we, we lost the rebounding battle the last, the previous four games and we're one and three in those games. If there's no, you know, those two, those things are tied together. You know, we really have to crash the offensive glass and give ourselves as many chances as possible and take away chances from the other team by being able to rebound the first miss on the defensive side. So um, winning the rebounding battle, uh, as a direct correlation to winning basketball games. Um, it's not the only one, but it's it's a big one. So, uh, yeah, and, and, and we won it in both games this week. So, um, there you go. I was going to mention that in the, in the Thomas More notes as well. That's, you know, as you said, that's a focus, and that's a check mark in both games. So, uh, we mentioned Hannah giving you a season high 20 points, 7 out of 11 from the field, as you noted, 3 out of 4 from the three-point line three out of four from the free throw line, 15 minutes of play. The second leading scorer, Allie Stone, 18 points. 15 of those came in the second half. Uh, three out of five from beyond the three-point line and six out of 14 overall from the field. And, and as usual, drained all three of her free throws. They really came after her in the first half. Super physical, running two at her. Um, she was a little bit off balance, a little bit out of rhythm. Shots weren't falling in the first half. You know, the mental toughness that she displayed in this one to just stay with it. You know, I had a brief conversation with her um, at halftime. And, you know, uh, you see the result in the second half. I mean, she's just a tough, tough kid. And, and the, the shot that she hit right before we took her out for the, for the night um, it was just an exclamation point on the night for her. Um, she, she got into a rhythm and really got going in the second half. And she hit a three from deep right in front of our bench and almost turned around as she let it go and didn't even look. She knew it was in. <laughs> um, but I was in. Um, it was just a dagger. And, and you know, like I said, they really got after her early. She, she maintained her composure and gave us the performance we needed in the second half from her. 
Mary Englert with a double-double, 12 points, 13 rebounds, and a team-high seven assists in this game. She played 38 minutes. She almost had a triple-double. Yeah. We need her in that way, especially with Morgan going down. Um, 13 rebounds are huge. You know, everybody has to elevate their game a little bit. Um, You know, we, we really don't have any heroes on this team. Um, and we get it done together. And so her being able to elevate her game and, and allowing us to play through her offensively in the second half um, allows her, I mean, with four minutes to go, I believe she had seven assists. I was told this after the game. And I don't think either one of us were aware of it as it was happening. Great performance from her. Really, really, really solid. Um, you know, if we can get those kind of numbers and that kind of stat stuffing, um, we're going to be pretty good. Bailey Frazier gives you 10 points, eight rebounds, an assist, and two steals. Is is it fair to say she may be playing her best level of basketball at this time of the year, this season, thus far? Um, I feel like her, she's had a really, really consistent year from, from start to finish, in my opinion. Um, and, and she is elevating her game uh, at the right time of year. Um you know, she does all the little things you, you want to see, not just on the court, but, you know, she's fought her own injuries over the years. And, and you know, her discipline in getting treatment and taking care of her body and doing those things and eating right has allowed her to perform at a high level at the end of the season, you know, as we look towards the postseason. So you're right. Um, she's 50% from the floor. She didn't happen to get a three in this one, but her and Mary combined for 21 rebounds and she doesn't turn the ball over. Outstanding. Haley Free gives you four points, six assists, six rebounds. High IQ, understands the game, understands her role, gives us exactly what we need. I don't know. I mean, we've, we've talked about this before. I don't know what else to say about, you know, it's not always going to still show up in the stat sheet. You know, if, if high school kids or kids are listening or parents are even listening to this, it's so much more to this game than scoring points, right? Are you impacting? And Haley impacts winning for us every night. With the win, the Bears improved to 20-7 and seven on the season, which sets up a, an incredibly important showdown against the number one ranked and defending national ta- champion. Thomas Moore Saints on Senior Day in the gym at U Pike. First of all, tell us about Senior Day. You know, we got late word that we're only going to be celebrating three seniors with with Bailey Frazier making the decision to to come back and utilize her fifth year. Um, it's always a when when families come in and you know you get to celebrate players who have, who have made a huge impact on our program. Um, when you talk about Sierra and, and Mary and, and Haley, um, been here five years and uh, given us given us everything they've had and continue to do that. Um, they're not done yet. So it was fantastic to have their families in and have their teammates around them and, and be able to celebrate um, prior to the game on, on Saturday. Brooklyn and Bailey Frazier's mother, uh, posted pictures on Facebook of senior day activities, which I thought were just wonderful. Uh, just a phenomenal. I think she had like 50 or 60 pictures and I was scrolling through going, yeah, this looks like a great time had by all. She's our unofficial photographer. Um, Larry Epling obviously does all of the photos. 
on, on big games like that for us. But, you know, she stays, it keeps her from yelling at the referees and she stays engaged and she's a, she's a great photographer. So we, we love that she does it and posts them. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should have brought my camera more often and yelled less. First half performance, the Bears got off to a really good start, leading 31-26 at the intermission. Uh, you had to feel good about that start. You knew this time, unlike the, the Wilberforce game, you knew the whole time you were not going to have Morgan in this one. Morgan's on crutches and street clothes watching. And that had to be difficult for everybody involved as well, though. You know, yes and no. Um, it is difficult. It's difficult, you know, for Morgan in particular. And it's difficult for our team because we got to adjust and we got to adjust the fly. Um, you know, I talked to Coach Wheeler, you know, about what, what our thoughts were on the best way to match up with Thomas Moore. Um, and in spite of it being senior day, where normally you're going to start all of your seniors, um, we felt like Haley eventually play five guards. You know, starting Haley in this game gets us the best opportunity to, to settle in, match them defensively and get ourselves going in this game. So that was the route we chose to take. Um, we didn't tell Haley until about 20 minutes before the tip, and she tried to talk me out of it. She tried to talk me out of it, get me to start Hannah, because she prefers to come off the bench, see the game unfold a little bit. Um, and I was like, Leo, you, you got to trust us on this one. We've done our homework, and it's you, and your name's getting called. So let's get ready to go. Trust the process. Yep. Interesting dynamic in this game. Thomas Moore put one player in double figures. Zoe Bart, who had a game-high 27 points. Uh, clearly, they were running their offense through her, but you do what you do, and that is you you come in with a balanced scoring attack. And in that first half, basically, it seemed like everybody you put out there more or less was able to get up two, four, six points in the half and and so as a result you take that lead into the halftime that's who we are we're balanced offensive team we're at our best we share the basketball um the ball's moving quickly we're cutting we're creating space for the ball and for one another and we just find the open player and and trust in their ability to knock down shots and and so when, when we play that way and we can stack a few stops we're tough we're tough to beat and in that first half, you shot the ball, looked like it very well. Uh, 13 out of 26, that's 50% from the field. You pretty much take that anytime you could get it, couldn't you? Against the number one team in the country and defending national champions, or would take it against anyone, but especially against them. Yes. All right. Then we come into the third quarter where Thomas Moore makes what the run that you th expected that they would make, and the score is tied 45 after the end of the third quarter. What do you say to your team going into the fourth quarter? to halftime um you know it's it's exactly what we expect from them we they're going to make adjustments they got punched in the mouth they're going to make they're going to make runs and so it's really just about sticking together stay in the course um and not letting the run rattle us right we don't have to do anything extraordinary we just have to do what we ordinarily do really well and, and so that's the discussion. Um, we positioned ourselves with a tie game going to the fourth quarter to win. And then the final message was this one's going to end different than Campbellsville. We're in position 
we go out and execute. You've got an opportunity to change the narrative and write your story. And they did. They did just that. Fourth quarter, 556. So just under six minutes to play in the game. Alley hits a three-pointer for you to give you a seven-point lead. Thomas Moore makes a run, makes a run, makes a run several times. Cut it to one after a layup with 45 seconds to go. Uh, what do you say after after that when they when they cut the margin to one? We knew what play we were going to. So the play was designed for Bailey Frazier, uh, and if we didn't have the drive because we were in the bonus, we were looking to attack the paint and get to the rim. And if we get that, we still had a full you know full 25 shot clock. So we wanted to be able to pull the ball out and execute. Um, and run some offense. So what happened in those situations, we we're more than likely like to get into a horn set, but we got into some motion and, and we were able to reverse the basketball and, and, and Bailey gets to the opposite corner and has a look for at a three and what a time to take a three. And she took it. It was close. Right. So it was funny after the game, coach Wheeler's like, man, did you really like a three? Really? <laughs> And, and, you know, it's uh, – but this is the confidence that we have. Find the open player, shoot the shot, right? Be aggressive. So, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with the play. It's an aggressive play. Um, we missed a shot. So now, what, there's five seconds left? Well, they get the rebound with, with uh, 24 seconds left. They go down. So, um, we got to guard it at that point. I mean, it's just we're going to be matched up. We can switch everything, um, and it's about rebounding the first miss. That's always the message. we got to have that first miss. It's got to be ours. Um, and so in that situation, I think Bailey got her 13th rebound at that point. Yes, at the end of that Yes. Um, and gets fouled. So we're going to the line. I think Zoe Barth went down, so it kind of gave us a free timeout at that point. And I was able to call them over. Um, and it was just a reminder that with five seconds left, that when you make these two free throws, we're still going to be in a one possession game. We're going to have to finish this game on the defensive end. So the discussion was about how we're going to defend it at that point, um, pressuring on the ball when they advance on the side out of bounds and making sure that we chase them on the free throw line because we were not going to foul. There was never a discussion of following them. Um, with five seconds on the clock. It was about making them dribble the ball once or twice. And if that happened, no way were they going to get a shot off. And as it was, they were not able to get the shot after Bailey hits the two free throws. They did call the timeout, as you said. They weren't able to get the three-point shot look anyway. They, they missed a two, uh, as it turned out, and that was the ball game, 71-68. to 68. Bears improved to 21-7 and seven in the conference, and Thomas Moore drops their second decision of the year. Uh, great celebration in the locker room, it looked like. Yeah, I, was, I I think they emptied every water bottle that they had on me as I walked in. Coach Smart, she kind of stayed behind me and let me take the brunt of that. Uh, I had to find another shirt before I could go do the post-media. Um, that was pretty wet, but I'll take it. I'll take it any day of the week. Um, you know, our, our girls... They competed really, really hard. You know, you put in hard work, you know, for for delayed results. And this was one of those days where on senior day, 
when you knock knock off the number one team in the country, you have created a memory for life that you're going to tell kids and your grandkids. And, and it's a beautiful thing. You know, it's one of the beautiful things about this game. Um, so really, really happy for our kids and, and that they get to experience this and, and have this feeling, right? So um, can't say enough. It was a great day. Great day to be a bear. Unscripted question. This is one of those that just came to me in the moment. Is this your biggest win so far? Uh, so far, um, I mean, we haven't knocked off the number one team in the country. Um, so, yeah, I'd have to say. <laughs> but yeah. We have beat top five teams before. Um, so we know what that's like. But I think this moment, the game for our seniors and it being the number one team in the country, what really creates you know, that memory for, for our kids. In that fourth quarter, the Bears shoot 70% from the field and go 10 out of 11 from the free throw line, and you needed every one of those. Out-rebounded Thomas Moore 32-24, is something that we had talked about. And then, interestingly enough, both teams were upside down on the assist-to-turnover ratio. You were 10 assists with 12 turnovers. They were six assists on 10 turnovers. Four players in double figures for the Bears. Great performance by Mary Englert. 19 points, seven rebounds, two assists, one steal. Bailey, 17 points. I believe she's credited with 12 rebounds, one assist, one steal, and two block shots. Allie Stone, 14 points, one rebound, one assist. And Sierra Feltner, 11 points, six rebounds, six assists. A bit of a bounce-back game for her in comparison to the Wilberforce game and on senior day, no less. Got to be a great experience for those kids. Great way to go out of a regular season competition. No question. You know, got to mention Katie Colopy in this. Um, she hit two big threes in this game. Our freshmen hit four of the five threes that we hit um, in big moments. And, you know, at this time of year, you're not a freshman anymore. And, and so um, for them to step up and, and give us what they did, uh, in this game was huge as well. All right. So with that win, the Bears able to secure the number three seed in the upcoming Mid-South Conference Tournament and tie for third regular season. And we're going to talk about that regular season when we come back. Thanks for being with us on At The Horn. Welcome back to At The Horn, and now let's take a moment with Coach Williams to talk about the regular season that was 21-7 and overall, 16-6 and in the Mid-South Conference, a 72.7% winning percentage. In my research, that's the best conference record ever for a University of Pikeville women's basketball team in any conference in which they participated. Did you know that? Uh, no, I did not. Most successful regular season since the 2015-2016 season. So let's take a look and talk about just reflect on the regular season that was. But riding the early wave and trying to find our way um, and taking a tough loss uh, to Rio and a tough loss versus University of Cumberland's at home uh, kind of put us on our heels a little bit, but it gave us an opportunity to really take a look in the mirror and make a decision about who we wanted to be as a basketball team. We, once we hit our stride, we go to Thomas Moore and we lose a close one. You know, the, the one question that it still comes to my mind 
you know, but the one question I asked them after that game is, you know, we were close. It's like, but you are you satisfied with that? Are you satisfied with just being close? And and to a player, you know, they said no. And from that game forward, we win the next 12. That begins the real process of establishing, you know, an identity for this team. And and even though we had some bumps uh, down the road, um, playing Campbellsville twice, um, we lose to them. Um, that that gives us an opportunity to okay, this is where we are right now. Um, we still have an opportunity to write our own story, rewrite this narrative. And that's why this week was so big to finish the regular season going two and zero after going one and one last week uh, to finish this off in the right way. Um, like you said, 16 conference wins, 16 and six in this league. If you'd have told me that at the beginning of the year, I would have taken it with a smile on my face. Um, and, and so, so much credit goes to these young ladies for going out competing, you know, every night and then knocking off the number one team in the last day of the year just shows these young ladies, you know, when they, when they play, when they play to their, to their ability and, and play and share with one another and communicate well, on both sides of the ball, they're capable of, of beating anybody. I think one thing that will always stand out to me when I think about this team is the fact that you put, all five starters in double figures, that balanced scoring attack that we've talked about all year. A couple of thoughts that come out of my mind about that is, one, it's probably going to cost at least one of your players maybe postseason recognition uh, because they don't necessarily have the numbers that other kids have. And yet you put five players in double figures and you, you get the number three seed in one of the toughest, if not the toughest, conference from top to bottom in the country. You know, it, it, it's one thing if we get five players in double figures and that we're, we, we're the 10th team in the league. We're going to get recognition. Our players are going to recognize because we won, because we won big games and, and that we are a top three seed. So, you know, the, the, the coaches that vote uh, who have seen these young ladies play more than once, um, they'll get the recognition. So let's take a moment to then look forward, as it were, to the Mid-South Conference Tournament coming up. We're recording this on Monday afternoon. And around the league tomorrow, there will be four play-in games or first round, opening round games that are technically called. And yep. we'll, we'll talk about those briefly. Uh, Bethel plays a host to Cumberland. That's a, that's a situation where it was probably going to be one way or the other. They were going to play each other. But with the results on Saturday, Bethel gets to play at home instead of going to uh, Cumberland University. Uh, number five seed, Freed Hardeman, plays host to number 12 seed, Wilberforce. Uh, Shawnee State, host Lindsey Wilson. And then the game that is most meaningful for you, uh, number six seed, Georgetown, placed host to number 11 seed, Tennessee Southern. Uh, how do you prepare after after hosting the last two years, how do you prepare now for that game? And do you go in person and watch that one? Are you watching that one on a video somewhere? How's that work? We will watch it live on a live stream. Um, we played them twice already. You know, it's a new season now, right? Everybody's record is zero and zero. So 
the approach now is are we able to take where we are right now and continue to improve we got to get better on the offensive end in terms of our discipline and our execution we get better on the defensive end in terms of our communication and our rebounding um this is the focus it still has to be on us first uh we'll scout the opponent we'll be prepared to play but it's got to be about us and how efficient we're going to be because this is a time of year where you you can't have a letdown right that's one of the most bizarre things i think of the dynamics of the postseason you've got a conference tournament and you've got the national tournament and i think it's very safe to say that you're in the national tournament this year it's an interesting dynamic in that the season could be as few as two games one in the conference and one in the national or as many as nine games and yet you have to play them as if one is all you've got at that moment yes yes you you only you deal with what's right in front of you right from a coaching standpoint we have to prepare for two teams all the time knowing that one of those preps is going to go in the trash can right so that's just how it goes right because anything can happen on a given night you don't know um and then it's going to be a quick turnaround when you play so um we have to prepare for two knowing we're only going to play one um and then the focus for our players is just to keep their eyes on what's you know be where your feet are keep your eyes on the prize which is the one that's right in front of you and that's all we can look at and then the conference shifts after the results of tuesday are known the conference shifts to bowling green bowling green high school uh for the opening round or the quarterfinals action Campbellsville will host the Bethel Cumberland winner on Thursday at 5 p.m. and then followed by the number four seed Cumberlands, University of Cumberlands, hosting the winner of the Freed Hardeman Wilberforce game. And then on Friday, Thomas Moore will open ahead of you by playing the winner of the Shawnee State Lindsey Wilson game. And then you'll close out the Friday night action by hosting the winner of the Georgetown Tennessee Southern game. Thoughts about the conference tournament going forward? Did it line up pretty much the way you thought it would? Actually, no. We thought we were going to be the fourth seed all this time. And not not even after winning on Saturday. I'm just unsure um, just how the, the tiebreaker was going to play out or what the order of the tiebreaker was going to be. So, um, you know, it's uh, one of our destinations. Our goals at the beginning of the year was to finish top four in this league. And so we, we, we hit that goal. Um, and now, you know, you, you know, you're going to get a team's best every single night. And, and then the stakes are high. We're competing for championships. This is what we sign up for right here. These are the games, right? The games like we played on Saturday, but it's the postseason and the, and the opportunity to compete for championships, a conference championship. And then, like you said, you know, in the, in the coming weeks, it's going to be a national championship. And we'll talk more about this next week, but the NAI selection show is on Thursday, March the 2nd at 7 p.m. Eastern time. NAIA hoops reports, women's bracketology report, has you slated as of just a few moments ago as a number six seed. Uh, would you think that, that at the moment, would you think that seems pretty reasonable? Um, you know, I... I... I really don't know what just transpired in the last week or so across the country. So I know prior to this, this latest one coming out, they had us as a seven seed. Um, so, you know, it makes sense that we, we move up a little bit after beating the number one team in the country. So, 
you know, again, if you told us would be a six seed uh, going to the national tournament, um, and then, you know, we'll see what happens after the conference tournament. They're not done seeding this thing yet. So um, we'll see what happens after the conference tournament and, and where it can go from there. It's interesting. They have five Mid-South Conference teams as pretty much a lock to make the tournament. So now we can move forward. What's a mindset going forward, and particularly in, in light of the fact that you know that Morgan won't be unable to be with you? It's a new season. Right. Like we'll, we'll be able to reflect on this whole thing once it's all said and done. But the regular season is done. So we have to pack that and put it aside and 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 understand that every team is zero and zero. And, and as we begin this new season, we need to be playing our best basketball and we need to prepare to do that. So it's all going to start in practice and, and practice is going to be tough. It's going to be really competitive. Uh, and we really need to get after it this week, to prepare for Georgetown. And, and just as a note for those who are maybe thinking about either going to Bowling Green or watching uh, online, that 7.30 time is uh, central time. And so just to make that adjustment, 8.30-ish uh, game, or if a game or two goes into overtime, you, you, you could always throw the schedule off for everybody the whole, the whole day. But 7.30 in central time, 8.30 eastern time uh, for your game against the winner of Georgetown, Tennessee Southern Coach. Always great to be with you, but just a congratulations on, on a perfect way of ending the regular season, and, and best of luck to you as you move into the Mid-South Conference Tournament. Thank you, Willard. We're not done yet. Not done yet. And as always, we like to say, Go Bears. Go Bears. Thank you, my friend. Have a great week. And before we go today, we want to take a moment to update the Buckets for Backpacks Challenge. For those unfamiliar with the challenge, Coach Williams donates $1 for every two or three point bucket the team makes to the backpack ministry of Pikeville United Methodist Church and challenges others to do the same. The church's backpack ministry addresses the issue of food insecurity for children who rely on schools to provide meals and may not have food to, at home to sustain them over the course of a weekend by providing low preparation food items. With the 31 buckets against Wilberforce and the 25 against Thomas Moore, the regular season closes out with a total of 792 buckets. If you would like to match a specific game, a week, or even the entire season and need more information, you can call Pikeville United Methodist Church at area code 606-437-7315 or email the church at office.pumc at gmail.com. If you wish to donate by check, make the check payable to Pikeville United Methodist Church and put buckets for backpacks in the memo, and you can mail that to PUMC, P.O. Box 311, Pikeville, Kentucky, 41502. For those of you who would like to use technology to make a donation, there are two ways to do so. First, you can go to the church's website, pikevilleumc.org. Scroll down the page to the Give Now button. Use the drop-down menu to find the Backpacks-Food option and donate. Or, if you prefer to use the Venmo app, Pikeville United Methodist Church's account is at PUMC with two dash marks. Again, that's at PUMC with two dash marks. Well, my friends, thank you for joining us on this final regular season episode of At The Horn. We'll see you next week as we look back at Mid-South Conference action and look ahead to the NAIA National Tournament. And as always, Go Bears! <laughs>